Welcome to Activewear, the living word of God, where Jesus is the word, Jesus is a teacher, Jesus is the king and high priest, the king of righteousness, the king of peace. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and spirit and joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. In Hebrews chapter 4, uh, verse 12. Uh, we're gathered together tonight. I have a good friend, uh, James Mays, that's going to be sharing uh, his testimony and the witness of God's word that's active in his life, the hope and the victory that it's given him. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I just uh, welcome you, James, and let you take over the show. And if we have a question or something, we'll comment. But uh, God bless you, brother, and we're glad to have you on. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting me get on. You know, I feel like I've, I've, I have arrived to Hollywood or somewhere. I'm just, I feel like I'm in big time in the big league now for some reason. You know, I get to tell people my testimony, to share something about me. It's just, you know, I got the Hollywood style butterflies in my stomach and everything you know satan tried to tell me a whole bunch of times i shouldn't do this and and then on the flip side of that that tells me that i should do this because somebody out there needs to hear what i got to say so i'm going i'm a walking i'm a walking uh walking miracle i'm a i'm a picture of transformation uh i'm someone who had no relationship with Jesus Christ for at least 30 years, maybe 40, close to 40. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ on purpose. I fell in love with the system of the world. I fell in love love with with just money, uh, drugs, alcohol, sex. uh, I fell in love with it. And so I pursued the dream, the worldly dream. I pursued it. I chased it. I lived a lifestyle that that commanded to have what the world had to offer. You know, uh, I don't know if anybody can really relate to that. I imagine there's some people out there can re- relate to just day in and day out having committing felonies, day in day out, just uh, having uh, crazy sex. Uh, crazy life, you know. Uh, I'm a guy who was raised in church and uh, made a decision, I guess, when I was around 16 or 17 years old to uh, do what the boys in the hood was was doing, do what the boys in the neighborhood was up to. They were, uh, you know, running around and uh, being mischievous, and I thought that was kind of interaction. Actually, it looked rather fun, you know. Little did I know misery enjoyed company at that time because, and yeah. I say that is because they, uh, everybody in my neighborhood at that time that I knew had no father in the home. But my parents 
I stay with both my my parents. I was raised in the dual parent household, you know, mother and father. Whereas my friends in the neighborhood, they was a single parenthood or raised by their grandparents. Uh, yeah. And so I I didn't know they actually that they was that miserable. They were some miserable cats, and we we uh we chased we chased around this fantasy that the more money we have, the fancier cars we have, uh, the more. Keep in mind, I'm a teenager now, but we did chase the fantasy. The more girls we have. The more drugs we have and the more alcohol we have, uh, yeah, we will be okay. And it started off like we were okay. It actually was really good, I tell you. And then uh, I end up end up catching me a case. I was involved with criminal activity, and I end up going to the penitentiary. And I was about eight, nineteen then. And uh, my my trip in the penitentiary lasted. Oh, I turned eight. I turned twenty one in the penitentiary. I turned twenty five in the penitentiary. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm, now all the stuff that I'm telling you today, people that know me today would never re- imagine that I started off like this. Uh. I have been called Rhymestone. This is a spiritual nickname that they have gave me today. Uh, three years ago, a guy called me Rhymestone. I said, why, you, why do you call me Rhymestone? He said, because I'll be shining for Jesus. Wow, I, praise the Lord. That's a major compliment. Yeah. That's a major compliment for a guy like me, for, you know, because um, at one time, I didn't raise a hallelujah. I raised hell. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, you know, <laughs> I'm not proud of it. That's why I sit yeah. up here and say I'm a miracle right now because I've been literally snatched out of the flames of hell. Thank uh, you, Jesus. And it all, yes, it all happened. It happened back in 2017 when I caught my, I want to say it was my second drug case. Actually, it was more like my fourth drug case, but I got I got three cases, uh, two cases dismissed. But this one right here, it stuck along with me. I caught a drug case in 2017, and uh, through the grace of God, that case has got dismissed uh, because of God's favor. It got dismissed this year. That is amazing, brother. That is amazing. Yes. From 2017 to 2022, that case has followed me around. I made a decision in February. Well, COVID did help out for that case to be prolonged because I tried to turn myself in several times since I've been walking with Christ, but they would not accept me because of COVID. But here this year in February, I made another attempt to, to... to set wrongs right, and I turned myself in. And they accepted me this time, and we went to the court procedures, and lo and behold, it all fell to my favor, and I can just only give that up to give it give it to Jesus. Give it to my day in, day out, 
on purpose walking in the light of God, you know. And and that, like I say, uh, 2017 was a very good triumphant, triumphant year for me. 2017, I caught that drug case in May, but in October of that same year, I made a decision to start walking with Jesus Christ. And some says, how do you make the how do you make that transformation? Well, looking here, when you don't try a little bit of everything and everybody in this world, and all your dreams are shattered, you reach a state of hopelessness. You reach a state of helplessness. I, I, some people say you, you hit your bottom. I like to say no. I was broken. I was yes. really broken, and I surrendered. I, I made a whole heart decision to let God have me just exactly how I am. And I was uh, a drug. I was smoking dope when he met me. When I, when I, not, not when he met me, but when I made that decision, I was still getting high. I had, I was, had a little bit girlfriend with me. Um, I was in, involved in criminal activity. But here's the deal. When God says, come as you are, he literally means come as you are because it's not, it's not, one thing that I was doing that he could not handle. You Amen. know, we serve an we awesome big God. Yes, and he literally has erased my uh my uh efficient my he has literally erased my sins. My inquiries. Yes. He has literally taught me a new way of walking, a new way of talking. I have learned a different understanding about love, and that was a really a tricky one because I really thought I loved, knew how to love, but I didn't know how to love like a Gopti style. I didn't know how to love like Jesus knew how, shows us how to love. And all my, I learned that all my love relations had conditions on it, and yeah. you know, my love, I would uh, keep a record of people, you know, but the Bible teaches taught me that it teaches us that love has no record of people's wrongs, you know, you love them anyways. Yep, that set uh, you free, didn't it? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so the transformation process, it didn't happen overnight, but long as I stayed in within that 24-hour window and just kept it Christ the best I possibly could, life has a funny way of teaching you what to do right. Long as you, long as you think you're getting away with wrong, you know, you're not getting away. Life will roll around, and experience is the best teacher. And at least in my case it was. So that's what brought me walking with Jesus Christ. Is that is that surrender, and also when I came to Christ, I had no hope. I had tried everything I possibly could to be happy, or better yet, to be joyful. And uh, yeah, I uh, 
I can always find happiness because we all know that happiness happens to be happy. happy you can get happy based on what's happening around you if that's what you if you chase it long enough, you know, you walk in that long enough. Yeah. But to get joy, I, I haven't found nothing in the world that can give me joy except for Jesus Christ. Uh, I tried my children. My children never made me unhappy, but they never bring me joy. Uh, my mama, my mother, God bless her soul. She all she she really made a, put a smile on my face and she really warmed my heart, but she never gave me joy from the perspective like Jesus Christ. My wife's the same thing. I mean, I tell you, I have a joy, joy, joy down deep in my soul right now, down deep in my heart. This yes, is it's indescribable. The only thing I can say is that I got it from Jesus, and can't nobody take it from me. No situation. <laughs> oh, man. I can go on and keep talking about this joy. Can I? Sure, sure. And the hope sure. that God has given you through it all. Yeah, so the hope. See, this hope, I came in, I came in hopeless when I met, when I keep saying meeting Christ, and I guess I I I I mean, Christ says Christ has always been with me, but uh, I personally kept him at at a distance. As far as I kept myself from from him at a distance until I reached when I got broken, I pulled close to him, and he pulled close to me, and Satan did flee. The closer that I got to God, to Jesus Christ. Satan fled. He fled. He just ran like a, and he left me standing there. And the only person who was standing there then was just me. That as far as you know, Christ was there, but Satan left me there, you know. And I, I looked at God and I said, I said, I tried everything else but you. Show me what to do. Wow. Yeah. Show me, Father God, how to do it. And so the result of that, one of the first Bible scriptures that I remembered was, seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and everything else will be given to you. And so... Uh, Priorities when that changed, one, didn't they? Excuse me? Priorities changed then. At that moment, priorities priorities. change. Exactly, I tell you, uh, that was the that was the beginning of a new beginning for me. That uh, and I literally looked at that scripture as a test, like you go out and test the car. I know you don't supposed to be trying to test God. I didn't know it then, but I literally was like, if this don't work, (laughs) then I might as well go and keep on doing what I'm doing. So I said, I'm going to seek the kingdom. And don't even know what I'm seeking when making so bad. I'm looking for something that I have, I'm clueless about. <laughs> Doggone it. Every, every time I kept striving to figure out what the kingdom is, God prevailed more and more to me. Every time I got a little glimpse of what it looks like, 
I got a big dose of some righteousness right behind it. And lo and behold, lo and behold, by me searching for the kingdom like I was searched for lost keys uh, and, and receiving righteousness for exactly how it was, little parts of my life that were crooked started to straighten out. Just by just doing that, that's all I did. I didn't love nobody different. I didn't. Uh, I didn't confess any sins. I didn't. Uh, I just. I just went after the kingdom. What? I'm trying to figure out. That was a. That was a major question for me. What does the kingdom look like? Where is it located? Where is it at? And uh, I didn't figure out the kingdom was in Jesus Christ. The kingdom was inside of me. I didn't figure none of that out to after the. You know, after I got really started into it. But eventually, yeah. I got the understanding that the kingdom, the kingdom is right here with us. The kingdom's inside of us, around us. The kingdom's everywhere. God owns all this. Our God is an awesome big God. He owns the whole wide world. Satan is just, uh, 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 Satan is just making noise. That's all. He ain't, he don't own nothing. And mm-hmm. uh, Satan can't do nothing. Satan can't do a thing. Only way Satan can operate, I'm starting to find out, is by consent and cooperation from me. Other mm-hmm. than that, Satan can't even, he can't even, he can't kick a can. <laughs> Satan yeah. can't do nothing unless I let him do it. Yeah. So, anyway. agreeing with his lies. Man, that's when he started working. That's when he started working, when I started agreeing. As long as I'm rebuking him, he ain't doing nothing. He just a shoe fly. Don't bother me. That's what that is. That's how Satan is. Shoe fly. Don't bother me. But that's upon awakening, upon having some hope in my life. That's now this hope I'm talking about. When hope came alive, I start having faith. When hope came alive, my faith jumped up like a sword. Today I have a I have today I would say that my faith is about the size of a watermelon seed. I got great faith today, great faith. But maturing maturing in Jesus Christ brought forth a greater faith uh, by allowing Jesus in my heart and into my life and receiving serenity. Receiving blessings on top of blessings on top of blessings. And I'm talking about small blessings, which I would say small, and uh, and big blessings, but these small blessings, just seeing the little things of life involving into big major factors was just, it's just an awesome feeling to me. And I find yeah. myself most of the time landing in serendipity going after something else and ending up somewhere else where it's just like candy land or something like that. I just, I don't know, man. I, I am very... Just, just daily a little bit of how that how that uh, functions for you on a daily basis. What On a daily basis. Yeah, kind of how that my feet. functions. So this is, this is my daily routine. Uh, I would say 85 to 90% of the time. 
or maybe 80% of the time for sure. This is my daily okay. routine. Before my feet before my feet hit the ground, I'm coming out of my slumber, out of my sleep, thanking the Lord for that first breath. That's okay. just, it's really, I'm thanking the Lord for the stillness as I listen to the birds chirp or whatever, the, the, just the, the stillness of the morning. I'm thanking the Lord for the sight I, I receive, you know. I'm I'm just really thankful for the five senses before I even hit the okay. floor. I'm thanking him for the five senses that I got, you know. And then from that perspective, of course, we got to go take care of our human personals and get that coffee pot to percolating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once that coffee pot is percolating, I'm sitting down with the word in my hand and a cup of coffee and in relations with God as far as listening to his word speak to me, you know, so the, bringing the his word essence. Not, the word's not just printed message. It's alive for you. It speaks to you. That word is most definitely alive. It's most definitely okay. alive. It, it has its own tone, has its own, it has its own everything. It's a live being. Yes. Yes, it is. And so as I go through the word, yes, as I go through the word and receive uh, some daily bread, my bread start coming from that perspective. And most times the bread is sweet. Okay. Most times the bread is. Sometimes it's kind of, it kind of tastes like it needs some flavors because sometimes I run across something in the scriptures that I, I'm not ready to digest yet. You know, I find some still today. After five years of going through a routine of reading, I still run across stuff in the Bible that I had to scratch my head on and say, for real, you really want me to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I And I have, I, hey, the scriptures say, come, uh, come boldly to the throne. Of grace. With, yeah, come boldly to the throne with grace. But also bring your petition, petitions, your requests, and come boldly. I, I I let it all I let it all out. You know, I, when I say I let it out, I'm not fussing and cussing and getting no attitude. But doggone, sometimes you would think that I'm Moses talking to God, because if you know anything about Moses, Moses would really have a heart to heart with God. So would Abraham. Yeah. You know. So I would have a heart-to-heart with God, you know, especially when it comes to dealing with people. I sound like Moses for sure because I'd be like, I didn't ask for these people. God, why they in my life? Why you got me messing with these folks like this? Because if you know people, sometimes if you know people like I know people, people will get on your nerves. Good Lord Jesus Christ. Did I say that on the the radio? Yeah, I did. But I love me some people. But it does happen. It really does. And so uh, my daily, though, I'm, my daily routine, I'm always consistently repenting about something. I am far from perfect. And uh, every day is a day I am really quick to check myself 
and repent to God. If I got to apologize to somebody, then I go out of my way and make sure they, they get the apology and pray that they okay. accept it, you know. But at least I try to clean up my side of the street before I move on. The scripture says it like this. Uh, if you got a problem with your with your person, this is all paraphrase, mind you. If you got a problem sure. with your peoples, uh, leave your gift at the altar and go reconcile with your peoples. Then after that, come back and present your gift. And now, uh, also, also I, I read somewhere, I think it's in the book of Mark, in chapter, the 11th chapter, uh, I want to say the 20, maybe the 25th verse, something like that. It says, it says something very similar, but it's speaking, if you want to, it, it's saying that if you want, want blessings, it's basically telling me, you, if you want blessings, then you need to go ahead and forgive whoever you, you know, whoever done trespass against you, as your father yeah. God has forgiven you, you know. And so this is daily and, stuff that I got to do. Go ahead. What you you got? You got a question? Well, just them with forgiveness. What does that? How does that change the situation in your life? You know, I mean, the, the circumstances. Do they? Does the other person, you know, respond to it well always, or does what happens? No, nah, not always. Okay. Not always, but and the remedy for that for me is that I I go in to please God because he he it's, it's a, he he tells me to love your neighbor as you love that yourself. So I go in to to make amends because God tell me to talk to this person. I go in and try to make sure that they get some type of some type of uh, serenity to their heart about the situation, some form of serenity in their life. Maybe bring some type of peace to them that they can relax now that yeah. to see that I'm halfway decent with whatever. And then in the result, so, on the other side of the coin is I I receive spiritual healing. Yeah. Uh, I, I tell you, those resentments, man, they don't feel good without no alcohol, without no dope or something. I don't know how people can walk around mad at somebody because I tell you, uh, if for me to have a resentment, it's like it's something like really want to push me over the edge, and I'll be like, I don't want to get pushed over the edge. I'd have to drop yes. whatever I've got resentment for for my own spiritual health, actually for my own health in general, for real. Yeah. Yeah. So I heard you say you were hearing from God that, about how to approach somebody and, and what was important to take care of. And I think that's where a lot of people struggle, you know, is they don't take that time to, okay, Lord, this, I need some guidance. I need some help and direction at how to, to deal with this situation. And so if you want to respond a little bit about how you're able to hear God and what, you know, what happens well, in the... now, I can really just speak from self experience. I don't know if everybody can really i would have, i would imagine it's the same for everyone else that you would you literally have to <laughs> literally have to read a state of brokenness okay. uh you really have to admit to yourself and to God and to another human being the exact nature of your wrongs. I mean, this is what I have to do. Okay. If I want freedom from from self, if I want the shackles 
and the and the curses of Satan to be off of me. I had to really take take in consideration the other person involved more than I more than myself at that moment. Their their well being is the key to my serenity. Wow. <laughs> wow. So that causes I'm not just really I'm not excuse me, I'm not just really talking to talk. This is some some sometimes I have to do this uh with grinding my teeth. And uh okay. gritting my teeth. Sometimes uh, you know, in the Bible where uh mm, Jesus says to uh I guess the question was asked, Master, how many times should we forgive this person? And he said, 70 times 7. I got one person that come to mind that I know I I apologize and forgave them uh, at least 490 times, at least that much. (laughs) On a regular, I was saying I forgive you. That's a starting point. That's a starting point, isn't it? That's a starting (laughs) point. You're right. It really is. Hey, but the uh, the result of that is freedom. I tell you, little did I know, in forgiving someone would give you so much freedom. I I had a I had a resentment, a grudge against someone for five years before I got sober, and uh, that was the that was the first. Uh, one of the first things God had me to 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 break was that that God God told me to apologize. No, yeah, God told me to apologize for my side of the street, even though they wronged me. They really wronged me. I mean, they physically. I mean, they had somebody. They had two people jump on me. One had a pistol. They pistol whipped me, and everything. And I and and. All right, just keep. I'm. I'm, I'm just gonna keep it real. It was. It was a mother of one of my children. I was bringing that woman some pampers for the babies, and she had me jumped on because they knew I had just got paid and tried to rob me. And I fought. Mm-hmm. I fought for my life, and I fought for my wallet, and I got away with my wallet and my life. But I. I, I got. I had mental and physical scars behind that. To the point, uh, and of course, you know, the re- retaliation for that, I had, you know, through the grace of God, did nothing horrific happen as far as retaliations was concerned. So I, uh, yeah, so I uh, was going on five years not messing with nobody, not messing with no babies, not messing with no baby mama. Everybody just stay away from me. If you come too close, you fool around and something bad might happen to everybody. But nevertheless, I rectified that situation uh, after drugs and alcohol and after brokenness was in my life and drugs and alcohol were gone out of my life and I reached the state of uh, surrender, uh, the Holy Spirit presented it to me to check on your children, to tell your baby mama that you're tired, that you that you forgive her and and apologize for whatever I did wrong, which I didn't really do nothing wrong but be wrong. She met me in the wrong state. She met me. I was wrong out the gate with her, you know, with Jesus. 
So I apologize Subai, for really for the. So by huh? you making that effort, you started a, a process of restoration that could be there for your children and for her. Huh? To this day, yes. To this day, my children are waiting for me. As soon as we get off of this uh, off this broadcast here, I need to go pick them up. And we're we're gonna go swimming again. We went swimming yesterday, so we're gonna right. go swimming again. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that opened up the door to to love, to freedom. Uh, now, do I have some some type of human animosity towards my baby mama still? Yes, I do. But every day is a day that I put that animosity up on the cross. Every day okay. is a day I say a certain prayer uh, regard that situation. Because I ask God to remove that from my heart. As as King David said in Psalms, I guess it's 139, if you see anything inside of my heart that ain't of you, please remove it. Help me, Father God. Search my heart, O oh Lord. That's the one. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? So I, I, go, I go through that process still. So we find you know, it. Ask God to help us in what we're struggling with, that we can be cleansed from that uh, tarnishment, that stain, that, that that effect that it's had on our life, and then you're able to help offer freedom, hope for for others, even even those that have wronged you. That is true, but uh, everybody ain't saved. Everybody didn't get saved just because I got saved. There's still right. a lot of weed right. weed smoking. There's a lot of weed smoking, drunken relatives that I got. Uh, baby mama's the smoker Newport and her sacks of weed, and does, she does what she do, you know. And, and I don't so approve of it, but to, like, you have to be, you have to be kind of cautious uh, uh, about the relationships or the exposure that you spend or have with them too, right? Uh, not. I mean, you it, just well, don't do everything. Uh, you just don't do everything with them. You have some guidelines that you follow to. Uh, I do have some guidelines. I do have some uh, uh, some uh, some spots that I reserve. So certain, it's a certain guidelines is the best word. I won't go all okay. the way in. If it's a picnic, I'm not coming to your picnic because y'all smoking too much weed. And okay. I I used to like smoking weed. And also, I used to like to drink off and on, but I ain't really that alcohol was cool, but that alcohol get me in trouble. Man, I got five DUIs yeah. trying to be cool off of alcohol. I ain't trying to do that no more, you know. Praise the Lord. But uh, yeah, praise the Lord is right. Now, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, the 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 way he walked, the way he de- demonstrated how to survive in this world, how to do it without sinning. It's really the guideline. Like I said, I could walk, well, let's say Scripture says it like this. Though, uh, though I walk in the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. I can literally walk like that. And and I I can walk like that, but I, I, I have to make sure I don't, I don't get cocky in that. Because, yeah. you know, pride comes before the fall. And so I, I keep a humble posture. <clears throat> when I That's when important. I have to deal with certain 
Yeah, when I have to deal with certain people, places, and things, I really keep me a humble posture and make sure Jesus is the reason for whatever's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and how do you make Jesus be the reason? The way I make Jesus be the reason, I, I get prayed up before I even go shake the hand of people who may be of the world. I make sure that when I'm... When I'm riding down the street, I don't even have road rage no more. And the trick, the reason why, I, the way I have stopped me from having road rage is because I bless everybody on the road when I'm riding down the street. I, I ride past the car. God bless that Pontiac. God bless that Chevy. God bless okay. the, that, that lady right there in that Ford. Bless her, her kids. That, and, and you know what? Satan don't even get a chance to make me get upset. Next thing you know, I'm at my destination. They ain't said a cuss word. Praise the Lord. Lord God. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Sure, That's a, that really works. It really works for me. So, yeah. The word of God so, works. It's you, active. It's alive. Hallelujah. It's a, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, I know you help. Uh, other brothers, uh, sisters that have gone through some of the things that you've had to deal with and, and encourage that. Uh, there's people out there that will hear this message, I guess, just uh, how you'd like to encourage them and give them hope uh, through what you've been through, but also the, uh, to know that, that God is really good. Just just share a little bit there that you'd encourage those that will listen to this message better. Well, I'd like to encourage you, if you're struggling with any hurt, habit, or hang-up, if you're struggling with people, places, and things, take a look at yourself in the, mem- in the mirror and tell yourself, I surrender it all. Okay, so you say, wow, okay, that's just, that's, that's, it's real, it sounds real simple, but it's kind of hard because... If you're like me, you may surrender it one minute and pick it back and take it back the next minute, oh, which is a okay. typical thing for me to do. I don't know about everybody else, but that's typical. I give it to God, then I put it on the cross, and then take it right back off the cross. But I have learned as time by being consistent at surrendering, I eventually leave it up on the cross. And I take advantage of who I am. And I'm a child of God. I am made in the image and the likeness of God. Now, once I start digesting certain truths about me, then I I realize that I can literally throw a mountain, a spiritual mountain, I can literally throw it in the sea for real. You know, I... I have the same spirit inside of me that has that rose Jesus from the dead. So so do you. But you yes, have brother. to tap into this source. This is not just sitting out there like like it's on the shelf at the at the convenience store or something. No, you have to get real with yourself and you got to surrender. You have to surrender. You have to leave yourself alone. And pull, as the scriptures say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will set your pathway straight. 
you got to work it out. You got to walk that out. You got to really break that down and do exactly what it say to get what I got. You can get it too. Everybody can get what I got. It ain't it ain't like it's just mine. I got a joy in my heart. The doggone, I am so happy to be me. I am. It's Thank a good you, day to be James. So I promise you. <laughs> Man, I can go on. I can keep on preaching or talking, whatever you want to call this. Want me to keep on? Because I can. Yeah, take take a few more minutes, and then we'll. Uh... Oh. Uh, just uh, release a word in prayer, and I've got a scripture to close with. So uh, take a few more minutes and just share your heart, brother. Okay. God's Thank moving. You. Because, because see, in in this in this newfound you know transformation that I'm in, the state, this holy state, this righteous state that I'm in, I have been noticed by several organizations of being a uh, being a person who was. I, the first meeting I came to, I was high as a kite. And then the second meeting I came to, I was high as a kite. But the third time I came, before I even came to the third time, after the second meeting there, I made a decision to try Jesus. And I said to the folks around me that I'm through getting high. I would like some support. Now, what I'm getting at is this. If you want to get over your hump, you're going to have to find you a healthy support system. Amen. Starting out. Starting out, I had brothers checking on me, uh, calling my telephone on the hour, texting me on the minutes. I had at least 35 guys who would just ask me, are you high? You don't get high. Stay clean. Giving me scriptures, praying with me, and all this and that. And... uh I, I tell you, that support system really is viable. Yes, and is. where do you get a support system from? You can go to your local church, and if they're in there reading that Bible, if they're in there praising the Lord and singing, hey, that's a good start right there. That's a very good start. And from there, you you can find you can really customize your uh support system you can really customize your recovery once you get get you got to start somewhere I, I would suggest you start at the church and they can lead you to like-minded people but maybe you got issues with domestic violence maybe you got issues with over overeating maybe you got issues with alcohol maybe you got issues by getting incarcerated uh going to jail all the time maybe you got issues with smoke, smoking meth and smoking crack you know and I'm just saying, you know, you got to start somewhere. You go, you go to the first, the first, uh, the first support system that the Lord shows you. You go there. You be transparent. You be rigorous, rigorously honest, and you tell yes. yourself the truth. You tell another human being the truth. You tell God the truth. Man, it's so much freedom in what I just said. It's unmeasurable. You will really be uh, in a very, very good spiritual uh, spot if you just be honest with yourself. Honesty goes a far, far, far away. Yes, it does. (laughs) And I could, uh, yeah, so that's where I would start at for real. I would go to some type of place and get some, some, like I say, some type of place meaning some type of spiritual Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, understanding and getting to a group of people 
and tell them the truth. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care what you look like to yourself. You're still a beautiful creation that God made. And the real ones, those real Bible thumpers, those real the people that go to that Wednesday night Bible class, that Sunday night, that Tuesday night, those Sunday church days, that one to grab that Bible that you say, wow, that's a that's one to be one of those Jesus freaks. That's who you need to go talk to. You know. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, and if the love of God is there to help you and to uh, cleanse you, to protect you, but to help cleanse you, then you you will sense that, and you'll know that God is at work in your life, and that they're there to care uh, more about you and where you're at, and. Uh, helping you to be where God desires for you, that there's a a freedom uh, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, there's freedom from the things that have uh, helped you and bound you and uh, actually uh, tried to destroy your life. And so as James is sharing that, it's so important to know that the spirit of the Lord is, Jesus says, there's liberty, there's freedom, there's the captives are set free, the prison doors are opened, you know, the side is given to the blind. God wants to make wholeness, give you wholeness, give you love and truth and life abundant. He wants to fill you with his kingdom and the goodness of God and set you free from the the lust of the world and, you know, the lust of the eyes and just the pride that Satan has to try to to distract you from the truth and and from a a life that's uh, uh, just destructive. He wants to restore the goodness and the purpose that he has for you and and that your life will be blessed. That You know, James is saying the joy that he has – peace and the hope that he has is just, you know, it's worth more than anything the world ever offered him. So that's Amen. the news of the kingdom of God, brother. Yes. Any other Praise closing comments Thank you, Jesus. You, you want to share, brother? Go ahead and then I'll, I'll close out uh, first today. Real quick, uh, I used to raise hell, now I raise a <laughs> hallelujah. Praise Thank Jesus. Jesus. Amen. Amen. We praise you, Lord. The Lord of yes, salvation. The Lord of joy. It's so good to uh, hear my brother's testimony. We've we've been uh, mm-hmm. together for a few months uh, sharing the hope and uh, encouraging one another and the Word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Jesus sends his spirit to counsel us and to comfort comfort us. You need to know that uh, you can ask Jesus into your life and that he will, if you ask, he will pour his spirit into you to equip you and to counsel you with the truth. We've talked about the active word of God. It's like uh, that setting I talked about on the washing machine. Don't just put your life on normal of the world, but put it on the active where the word of God, and it will <laughs> cleanse you and refresh you and renew you and bless you, and you will be a blessing to others. Um, and the book of Titus, it's towards the end of uh, the New Testament, chapter 3, it says, at one time we too were foolish, 
disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, it's his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying. You can take it to the bank. I want you to stress these things so those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. So I thank you, Lord, for providing your grace and your mercy. We just uh, speak out into the airways wherever you take this message and word that Jesus would break through the darkness, break through the sorrow, break through the hurt and the pain for any that would hear that they would turn, be yielded, be broken to your word and to your love. We pray the washing of your word, Lord, by the Holy Spirit to refresh and to clean and to bring rebirth, new life, abundant life in Christ Jesus the Lord. We give you all the praise and all the glory, and we just uh, thank you for hearing and opening up to this message. God is love. He is truth, and he will. He desires to restore you and to know his will, his good will, his perfect will in Christ Jesus, the Son of God. Trust him and follow him and you will find great joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. James, uh, bless everybody, and we'll sign off. God bless you. I hope it was worth you listening to this. God bless you. Thank you, James. God bless everybody. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you great peace. In Jesus' name, shalom. Signing off. Shalom. Until next time.